0: what's up y'all welcome back to life with libby i am so dang happy to have y'all here we are kicking it on the couch once again um this is my new spot like i will be here all winter like This is, this is going to be my spot. Um, last week I tried to record an episode and for some reason the software that I used was not working. I think it was because my iPad needed an update and I hadn't done that in a while. Anybody else really bad at updating things? Like, I just don't want to do it. I don't know why because then I'm like 10 weeks in and it's like, you need an, you need an update. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't want to do that. Like my Apple watch, I have like a series one Apple watch. It's crazy old. I got it like six years ago and I love it and every now and then it'll crash because it needs an update and it's so old that the updates kind of take a hot second but anyway um I sorry my neck was like a little uh, I just needed a little movement in there um that being said because I didn't have an episode last week I have so much to catch y'all up on and this might be a little bit of a longer episode but that's okay um I, this week was a very emotional week and it all started, um, last either Friday or Saturday. Um, so y'all know that I have Bell's palsy. I've had Bell's palsy since I was six. Um, I've shared that pretty, pretty boldly and pretty vulnerably. I feel like I've shared what I remember, um, about my Bell's palsy journey because like I said, I've had it since I was six and a lot of my surgeries I had or when I was younger, like I was in high school when I had them. Um, And so it's not something that I think about anymore. And in the last year, year and a half, I've grown incredibly comfortable in who I am and become more bold in this Libby and do doing things that make me happy. And my confidence just continues to grow. So therefore I don't really notice my Bell's palsy anymore, which is incredible, but I do still have it and people do still notice, um, which is fine. Like I'm I I love that I can be a light for people and, like, show you, like, you're not just Bell's palsy. So, anyway, um, a family friend of ours um, texted me last weekend um, that she has Bell's palsy. And getting the text, I saw the text come through and I wasn't really ready to process it yet, right? Like, that is, that's hard and I I, I don't really know how to explain to y'all the feelings that I felt, um, in that moment, because for me, it almost feels very selfish to be sad, um, because there are worse things, like, like, I could, there are so many other worse things than half of your face not working, but it's still trauma, um, my, my journey with Bell's palsy was still incredibly traumatic, and, i think it's taken me a while to understand that um because even though i carry it really well it doesn't mean that it's not heavy this shit is really hard um it's not always my favorite and even though i am incredibly confident in having somebody else get it i felt a lot of feelings and so she texted me and i i wasn't quite ready to process it yet um and I think that that's okay. I, I would like, actually, to take a second do a little sidestep here because you all know I love to do that. Um, it's okay for you to read a text and not respond right away. Like, I probably currently have 43 unread messages. Actually, I know that I do because it's on my to-do list today to go through all of them and respond. But if you're not ready to respond to a text, like, you don't need to respond all the time. Like, we have gotten in this Amazon Prime world where we re- expect everything instantly and you don't have to do that like i 3 to 5 business days like i know that that sounds awful but like give me some time give me some time to respond back to you and i think a lot of people get mad they're like well they were posting posting on social media it's like yeah social media probably is an outlet for them it's probably a way for them to clear their brain and i'm not saying don't handle your issues because you need to handle your issues but anyway i'm getting very sidetracked but um Take your time in responding to these things. So I saw her text come through on Saturday. And um, either Saturday or Sunday. And I can't really remember which one it was. But I saw her text come through. And I knew that that was going to be something hard that I needed to process. But I didn't want to read the whole message. But what I saw was, this is so hard. But I'm so grateful that you shared so vulnerably. Because you've given me an immense amount of comfort. And I was like, whoa. That's a lot. Like, that's a lot that somebody got diagnosed with this and was grateful that I have shared my journey. I was like, wow, like, that was wild. So, anyway, then last Saturday, I went and I saw Lauren Daigle in concert. And if y'all don't know who Lauren Daigle is, she's a Christian singer. A lot of people call her like the Christian Adele. And she is absolutely phenomenal. Like, absolutely phenomenal. I love her music. But she's even better live. Like, even better live. She's absolutely phenomenal. And um I went with my mom and my nana. So it was the three of us. And that was amazing to like be able to have that memory to cherish forever. Like the three of us doing that together was it was amazing. And it was also very cool. Um, y'all know I'm a I'm a big Christian. Like Jesus is my jam. Um I actually I have said that I am a mix between Sadie Robertson and Alex Cooper and I would like to throw somebody else in that mix, Tommy Laren. If y'all don't know her, I love Tommy. I love Tommy Laren. She's phenomenal. So I'm a good mix of those three. Um anyway, so we saw Lauren Daigle live and um I love music. Like I really true I love music. There's always music playing and I music has gotten me through a lot. So a couple of years ago, I don't share this very often anymore because I don't know it's just not it's not really necessary for me to share it I bring it up sometimes um but I went through a really random odd hard unknown I don't uh, I don't want to say like tough because whatever I went through a fertility journey back in 2019 and something that was supposed to be a very quick fix ended up not being a quick fix and it ended up being this year of honestly fucking it was a nightmare like it was an absolute nightmare and um that really took a toll on me and I will never forget it was like May um so everything has was just coming to a head and I was getting all of these answers that I didn't actually want to hear and not the answers that I wanted people were like my my doctor looked at me and said Uh, currently you cannot carry children and at that moment in my life I thought that the only reason I was put on this earth was to be a mom and so when you when you have someone look at you and say you currently cannot carry children and that's your only goal your world kind of stopped spinning for a second and I remember I came home from that appointment and I put on my music and I was like I just need to take a shower because my anxiety had just completely taken over me. I was like, I just need to take a shower. So I put my worship playlist on and I was getting ready. And then I got in the shower and, um, the song rescue by Lauren Daigle came on. And for some reason it got stuck on that song on repeat. And so I was just in the shower and I was crying and I was crying and I was crying, but I knew that God wasn't going to leave me. And so that song, anytime during that entire journey, Um, I would play Rescue by Lauren Tagle, and it would just get me through. And then um, I ended up having to have surgery, and it was the whole nine yards. I'll share that one day, but I'm not ready to right now. So then um, last year when I moved into my apartment, I got everything all set up, and uh, it was like the day that I moved in, and everybody had left, and it was finally like just me here alone, and I just put my Jesus Jams playlist on Shuffle and Rescue was the first song that came on. And, again, I I highly encourage y'all, like, after this episode, or even if y'all want to, like, pause this episode and go listen to Rescue by Lauren Daigle, I highly encourage you to do so. Just so that y'all can understand, like, the mountains being moved in my life to this song. So, that came on. And then, when she played Rescue um, at the concert on Saturday, I hadn't heard it in a really long time. And I had a full emotional breakdown because... I was suddenly sitting there and it brought me back to the fertility journey that I went to moving into my apartment and I realized how much I have grown since the phase of my life that that song got me through and I have talked about this before like you know like leaving the relationship and going out on your own and and doing your own thing and in the last year Two years ago, I thought that my sole purpose on this earth was to be a mom. Um, I wanted to be a young mom. I wanted to be nothing but a mom. I didn't really want to have a career of my own. I was just like, no, like, my husband can work and I will be at home with the kids. Like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, I wanted to be that wife. And now, don't get me wrong. I love children, but I'm like, "Mm, actually, I'm going to have a badass career And I'll have kids in a couple years, but, like, right now, no thank you. No thank you. And I would have never come to that conclusion or been here if I didn't leave the relationship that I was in. I would have stayed there, and then I would have been sad, right? Because I would have looked for other things to find me joy. And now I'm out, and I'm on my own, and I've been living in my apartment by myself for over a year now, and I love where I'm at in life. I love the growth that I've had, and I think that everybody needs that growth, Um i i think that social media plays and i've talked about this before i think that social media plays a really big um role into women my age feeling like they just need to be a stay-at-home mom and don't get me wrong one day i do want to do that maybe (laughs) i don't know stay-at-home moms y'all are like forces to be reckoned with like i can't like i don't know if i could do that all day but um i want to have a career first and that's okay and that's okay and women who do have kids and they just want to be a mom, that's okay. I encourage you to do that. I just think that everybody needs to chase their own purpose and not do something because it's going to make someone else happy. Mm, Ouch, that hurts a little bit. Um, Anyway, so looping back around to the text that I got. So then this week um, at work, was a lot recently work has been so busy and I love my job so it's nothing it's nothing bad it's just a lot and we're busy and it's so great and um the the family friend that I got the text from came into the office and I wasn't expecting to see her and um although Belle's palsy is not life-threatening um I'm not going to die from this. She's not going to die from this. But let me tell you, waking up one day and only having half of your face work is not the best thing in the world. And I wouldn't wish it on anybody. And I looked at her and I just hugged her because... And I just cried. And she cried and all I wanted to do was take that pain away. Like, I just wanted to save her from... I just wanted to save her from that. In that moment, my first thought was, you know what, God, like, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Like, another round, like, I can do this. Like, I know that my face can't get any worse than what it is now, but like, try me. Like, I'll do it again. She doesn't have to go through this. I will do this again. And I said to her, we talked and it was very funny. Um, I have blocked out most of my Bell's Palsy journey, uh, as a kid because trauma will do that to you like you just start blocking out random things um but she was talking about how they were on steroids and suddenly I could taste the steroids that I was taking when I was like a baby not a baby I was six six seven and eight when I got my episodes but I could taste the steroids and then all of the things that we used to get me to eat so that I would eat my steroids because I couldn't swallow pills and crushing them up bleh, oh god they tasted so awful all of those memories started to come back so it was just like A flood of all of these things that I had blocked out started to come to be. And I looked at her and I said, Your faith is going to be incredibly tested. Incredibly tested. Because you're going to say, Why me? And I don't have the answer. Whatever mountain you are climbing right now, it may not be external. People may not be able to see it on the outside, right? It might not be a physical thing, but if you are dealing with something mentally right now and you're just like, why me? I don't know, but what I do know is there is purpose in everything. I wouldn't change having Bell's palsy for anything. I am incredibly grateful for this, and it's taken me years years to come to this place where i don't look in the mirror every day and i don't hate my face do i have some days where i'm like damn i would love for this not to be here right now like have you like y'all picture this you're trying to flirt with somebody and only half of your face works you can't give them like a cute smirk i smirk all the time i can't wink i just blink like (laughs) like yes there are some days when i'm like this is not cute but God did this with purpose. And whatever mountain you are climbing right now, just know that it's there with purpose and with reason and you're going to get you're going to get through this. God will never put you through anything that you cannot handle. And sometimes I almost think that we should be like honored that God thinks so highly of us because have you ever had something come in your life you're like what the? what? I can't handle this. And God's like, oh, but you can. It's like he is so much more confident in us than we are in ourselves. And that leads me into church today. So I went to church today um, and I haven't been in a long time, but I have been getting up and going to the gym in the mornings now, which, y'all, that has changed my life. Like, I'll never do anything other than 6 a.m. lifts ever again. Um, I get up at 5, I do my devotional, like, I still have my me time, and then I go to the gym before work, and it's phenomenal. I always thought that I would be more tired if I did that, but I'm not. I have so much more energy. Um, So, that's been phenomenal. So, I've been getting up, so I was able to get up, go to the gym, and then go to church this morning. And I haven't been in a couple weeks. Actually, I haven't been since the beginning of October and um the uh what do they call it not the program whatever the passage that they're running through right now um is called above anxiety (laughs) and they're on week three and he said all of us deal with anxiety right the pastor was like all of us deal with anxiety and we a lot of times pretend like we aren't dealing with things right um and it's kind of like a trying to push a beach ball underwater, right? It takes so much energy for us to suppress this and just put it down and just shove it down and shove it down and shove it down and shove it down. Shove it down. But if you were just to let it surface, it's there and then you can handle it. Then you can, then you can handle it. Sorry, I need to make sure this is recording. Oh, good. Okay. I just had like a moment of panic that I didn't click go on anchor, but I did. So we're good. Hey, what's up y'all? Um, So and that was such a good analogy. Like, it is just like a beach ball. Like, sometimes we're just trying to shove this down and pretend like we're not dealing with it when we are. And so, uh, he says, this is a great topic to bring up before Thanksgiving this week, um, but what causes you anxiety and who causes you anxiety? And I was like, well, this is fun. Um, but the story that we tell ourselves about us versus the story that Jesus tells us about us. Like, what if we were to look at our life with the same amount of kindness and the same amount of grace that Jesus gives to us? What if we were as kind to ourselves as Jesus was as kind to us? What if we were as patient with ourselves as Jesus is patient with us? Like, what are my fears and what are what is causing me anxiety and what is Jesus's answer to it these I'm just reading through my notes that I took here so if it takes me a hot minute I'm processing but I'm also trying to read my awful handwriting but what are the fears that we have whether it be Bell's palsy how am I going to get over this or leaving a relationship how am I going to get through this or quitting your job because there's a vaccine mandate and I don't want to do that And what does Jesus have to say about it? Like, what are... Like, how are we going to get through this? How are we going to get through this? And you're going to get through it with the strength and the grace and the patience that Jesus gives to us. You're going to give that to yourself. You're going to give that to yourself. And um, he encouraged us... So, the verses that were highlighted today were Colossians... And I said that wrong, but it's fine. uh, Three verses, one through five, and he said, go through this week and read all of Colossus. And I'm, again, I'm saying that wrong and it's totally fine, but y'all know what I mean. Um, It's not, and this was good, and when he said this, I started to cry. He said, not who we are, but whose we are. He talked a lot about how we find and I swear he was talking to all the Enneagram three people today us achievers he's like your to-do list has nothing to do with your self-worth I was like are you sure are you sure he was like the things that you produce have nothing to do with how much you are loved by Jesus and I was like are you sure (laughs) or how much you are loved period nothing you can do is going to make Jesus love you more than what he already does right now you are already loved. Jesus already loves you. He already gave his life for yours. And I think we forget that. We forget that. And he said, learn to sit. And I was like, mm, are you coming for my throat today? Because I saw a TikTok a couple weeks ago, and it said... um, you don't have to produce something every day. And I was like, Wrong, wrong, wrong. I need to produce something every day. I had to, uh, something has to be done every day. I had to cross something off my to do list every day. And then uh Brooke said the same thing to me like two weeks ago. She's like, You know, like, you don't have to do something for it to be a productive day. I was like, mm. She's like, Rest is productive. I'm like, No, 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 I rest. She's like, Yeah, no, I think you should work on that. But the pastor said that today. He said, Learn to sit. Learn to sit. Stop trying to do and surrender. Surrender. I always know when I'm trying to control everything in my life when I start to get anxious about the outcome of it because then that means that I'm trying to control it and I'm not giving full range like to God. Like surrender. Give it to him. God's in control. He'll handle it. He'll figure it out sit in what has already been done sit in that sit and acknowledge that God has a plan for your life and this is part of it whatever season you are in right now whether you are in a valley or you're on a mountaintop this was God's plan for you and with anxiety acknowledge your fears I think so many times we're so afraid to say, oh, I'm afraid of this, or I'm afraid of that. No, girl! Say what you're afraid of. There are a lot of things that I know that I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of abandonment. I am afraid of looking... People are going to look at me as a failure. I'm terrified of not being massively successful. Like, uh, that scares me. Uh, Like, I fear not fully walking in my purpose... And I fear of wasting the gifts that God get, has given me. Like, that is a massive fear of mine. So, therefore, I know that sometimes I overwork myself. And there are times when I need to just be like, you know what? I'm going to give this all to God. Like, I just need to take a time out. I need to take a time out. And a time out, if you don't take time outs, you're going to lead to burnout. Because I was talking about this with Alex. And I said, I just want to be massively successful. Like, right now, like, I want to reach as many people as I possibly can. And, like, every day I'm putting in the work, he's like, you're going to get burnout." out. I'm like, shut up. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> I'm not listening to you right now. But he's right. Per usual. Unfortunately, he's always right. He's not going to listen to this episode, so it doesn't matter. Um, But he's always right. And he's so right. Like, if you keep spinning your wheels, it is going to lead to burnout. So you need to learn to sit, surrender, and rest. This is actually a pep talk for me to go back and listen to later. Um. Oh, and then she, he started talking about, like, um, empathetic people. So I'm very empathetic. Like, when you hurt, I hurt. And that's hard, especially in the job that I do. Um, Like, I'll do people's health histories all day, and I'm talking with people, and I'm feeling their pain, and that's very hard for me. But learn to be truly yourself while fully connected to others. And he talked about sometimes... Sometimes we get very disconnected. I've noticed that recently I have a, I don't care. I don't care attitude, which is great. I'm trying not to be so fully connected to where it sucks all my energy out, right? Like I, I'm, I'm a giver. I love to give and give and give and give and give, but it was starting to cost me. So then I went 180 and I was like removing myself from the situation. You need to find balance there. Be fully to yourself while fully connected to others, and preserve your energy stay steady stay steady is what he said he talked about how um he used the analogy like happy wife happy life right like when your wife is happy you're happy when your wife is sad you're sad he was joking around about that and um it's true like how many people come into your life and when they're happy you're happy but when they're in a bad mood you're in a bad mood stay steady stay steady um and learn to be there for people without having to always match their energy, right? You can match their energy sometimes, but if all the time it's exhausting to you, don't do that. Um, he also talked about Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter two, verse three. Um, and I haven't read that yet. And I don't remember what that was about, but my next note on here was it's not our job to fix it. How many situations in our life are we trying to fix? Are we trying to have full control over when really that's actually not our job? It's not our job to try to fix everything. We can't. We can't fix everything. We We cannot. We are not Jesus. Sometimes, oh. Sometimes we like to pretend that we can do all things and we... That's another day. But, um what else Mm. learn to forgive was something that he talked about also this is what he wrapped up with learn what is mine to carry what is theirs to carry and what is God's to carry and that was so powerful for me Because I think sometimes when people close to us are going through things and we want to carry everything for them, right? Like I said earlier in this episode, just because I carry it well doesn't mean it's not heavy. But how many things are we carrying right now that's actually not ours to carry? I can think of a lot of things that I'm carrying right now that actually are not mine to carry. And it's time for me to hand them over. You can be there as a support for somebody and not carry all of the weight. Because if you feel like you're carrying all the weight, give it to God. It's his to carry. And he's there to carry it. And sometimes that's hard for me because I don't like to ask for help. I definitely don't like asking for help from God because then I feel weak and I'm not weak. That's not weak. Do like, hey, I'm having a hard time. I don't need this anymore. Here, I'm going to give this to you. And that's what he's there for. Learn what is mine to carry, theirs to carry, and God's to carry. So like I said this was a longer episode I think I'm at like 30 minutes now getting close to it um but I just wanted to share all of those things because today's message at church was so strong for me and I cried during it because I just recently have felt like I'm only successful if I'm crossing things off my to-do list and that's not true um chase your dreams chase your goals walk in your purpose but know that God's love for you is not based off your to-do list um. So I love y'all so much, and I thank y'all so much for tuning into this. Um, something very exciting is coming soon. I have had a decent amount of people reach out and ask when there is going to be life with Libby merch. Uh, like people want. As Sophia said the other day, she's like, "I want a coffee cup, and I want a sweatshirt, and I want a hat." And I'm like, "Whoa, Soph, what are you talking about?" And so, there's been a lot of people who are like, I want a Life with Libby t-shirt, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so wild, but okay. So, Life with Libby merch will be coming soon, I'm not exactly sure the details, but um, that will be coming soon, so I'm very, very excited about it. So, I just thank y'all so much for all that y'all do for me, all that y'all continue to do for me, like, showing up for me, cheering me on, like, I just love y'all so much, and i just appreciate all the support that y'all have given me like y'all watching this just means so much to me so i will see y'all next week for another episode of life with libby goodbye y'all